0: And welcome back to another episode of the Beauty Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Day, and the CEO of Beauty Boss Network, your go-to resource to find everything that you need to help you break out, fall out, and blossom into the beauty boss of your dream. Beauty Boss Network. Today's guest is a really good friend of mine who I am honestly just honored to call a friend. She's so inspiring and such an entrepreneur beauty boss, from being one of the top makeup artists in Hollywood, working on television sets, winning and being nominated for several Emmys, as well as developing her own very prestigious product line, which has some really exciting things in store. I cannot wait to talk uh, to Melanie a little bit more about. So I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Melanie Mills, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you?
1: I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh
0: my gosh. Well, thank How you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Just still recovering. We've had an amazing week and you know, got to spend some time with you earlier, so I'm still feeling really full from all of that and just after such an inspiring panel, I was like I have to have you on the podcast. So I'm really glad that you could carve out some time to, to chat with us.
1: Well, thank you. No problem. Cool. No problem.
0: Well, I always like to kind of kick things off on the podcast. You know, it's always inspiring to see somebody that's really kicking butt in the industry, but I am always most inspired to kind of figure out where it is that you got started. So can you tell us what was your first ever job?
1: My first ever makeup job was on a film called when – or no, no – Oh, gosh. I was going to say when Billy met Bobby, which was a film with Ron Silver and Holly, um, Holly. I'm so bad with names. Holly Hunt, Holly Huntman. What was her? Hunter. Hunter. (laughs) Um, That was my first big union job. But my first job um, was this non-union f- film, and the name changed a few times, and I'm completely blanking on it. It was basically, gosh, I- I'm so sorry. But anyways, what happened was I um, had been living and traveling through Europe, so I had the blessings to be able to go to Italy and go to school there for a year. And wow. while I went to that school, yeah, while I went to that school, which was the Università di first per Mary. Um, I met a ton of Europeans and became best friends with a ton of them, mostly Icelandics and Danish, actually, um, that I became really good friends with. And so after that year of living in Europe, I would come home for three months and waitress. I actually used to waitress at Acapulco Restaurant. Wow. And so I would waitress there for three months, like collect and save all my money, and then I'd go back to Europe and literally travel and couch surf for three months. Um, and on one of those trips, I was visiting some Icelandic friends in Milan that were living there going to Interior Design School, and this guy named Kerksen, his girlfriend was a model, but, like, wanted to take some makeup classes as, like, a side thing in case, you know, the modeling thing didn't work out or whatever. And so she wasn't yet there, and so he's like, come with me, because i got to go make the final payment at the school she's going to go to. And I was always somebody who was doing, like, all my friends' makeup and stuff for, like, you know, dances and clubs and, you know, we'd get ready at my house. My one friend Kenway did the hair and I happened to always just kind of do the makeup. There was never really a goal or a thought. And then, you know, I also used to really be into, like, you know, trying to do, like, music videos or uh, runway shows, like, and I'd get everybody in the block together. I think – it was more of a passion, actually, of wanting to, like, produce and direct than kind of make up, because I kind of just had the skill went with it. And um, so I went with him, and we walked into this old, it used to be like a nunnery, and it was this amazing church in the middle of Milan. And we walk in, and it happened to be the school's <laughs> finale. So all the students were, like, showing off their best work. And I just literally was like, oh, you can make money doing makeup like oh my god i had actually gone to school in italy um and was uh, learning uh to be a uh interpreter and oh. really <laughs> i th- really i just needed to live in italy and i needed an excuse and i thought i'll be an interpreter <laughs> and i i thought that Yeah, I thought that that would be, like, a cool career until I found out that, like, most interpreters worked in really boring situations like courts and doctors' offices, stuff like that. So it was not for me. Um, But, yeah, so, no, I walked in this place and just was shocked and just in awe. And, honestly, yes, first thought was, wow, I can make money making uh, 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 – making money doing makeup. Second thought was, this is another amazing excuse to come and move and live in Italy. And so I actually put down a down payment. They accepted me. And I came home, and I was, like, talking to my great-grandma, who was my everything and who was also funding a lot of my excursions, trips schooling. And I told her about it, and she was like, you know what? No, not into it. And I was shocked. I was just like, what? (laughs) And she's just like, you know, the entertainment business is so hard on women. So I come from a family in the business of Hollywood, managers, dancers, actors, and um, all of that. And so, you know, she she was just like, no, it's a really hard business for women. I don't think this is the route you should go. We just spent all this money on you becoming an interpreter. You know what happened to that? So I was a little blown away and a little bummed out. And no joke, one or two or three days later, I'm at my hairdresser's and I'm telling her the story. And I was just like, man, and I almost was there. I almost could have done that. Now I need to figure this out because I kind of have this idea and passion to go for it. And she's like, you should talk to my best friend, roommate. Um, she's a local 706 makeup artist. And um, maybe she can help you. And literally, I'm not joking you, that night I happened to be at a bar that they happened to walk into. It was not planned. And it was one of those things where it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is a friend I was telling you about that I wanted to introduce you to. And We started talking, and then, you know, exchanged numbers, and then, no joke, two or three days later, she called me and said, I just got offered an internship on a film, and I think you should take it. And I was like, what? Yeah. So I was completely freaked out and scared and didn't want to do it. And she said, come on, I'll drive you down there. You know, she really actually kind of had to be like, you can do this. I was like, I've never been to school, I've never been on set, I, 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 you know, freaking out. And so she's like, they are so desperate for somebody just to, like, swap sweat, you know, on the set and powder. You know, I think you should take this opportunity. And and she drove me down there, and I walked in the trailer, and the girls asked me what my sign was. (laughs) And I guess being an Aquarian got me the job. So
0: that's the beginning of it all nice that's so funny i like love that because i always get asked that everybody gets down with astrology in the business so you better have the right answer <laughs> um, yeah so how did you prepare for that did you just go just ignorance on fire like i'm gonna do this did you pull a kit together did you have a kit like what did you do when you no i did not work?
1: have a kit nope i did not have a kit what However, I didn't even know what a kit would entail, to tell you the truth. I guess I had some personal makeup that I would use on myself and my friends, but no, I had no idea. So um, they basically said you can start tomorrow, and um, your call time is 412 or 442, whatever it was. And I remember thinking, what the hell is that kind of, like, timing, you know? Later you find out that, like in the business, we do everything in incremental minutes of six. And so, and we also do it in military time. So, for example, you know, uh, uh, you know so that's why it was 12 because, you know, that's six times two. So, anyway, I remember being shocked by that. And at the time, I lived a good hour outside of Hollywood. And so I, I just said, oh, okay, I'm there. My friend said, just go and get yourself a tool belt. And, and I literally went to Home Depot and bought a tool belt like literally, like a construction worker's tool belt. Um, And the friend that drove me down there didn't give me too much instruction on what to bring or do or gather. Um, And so, you know, she dropped me off, and I was very grateful. Her name was Michelle Warner, by the way. Um, I don't know if she's still in the business, but amazing. And, um, yeah, so I show up the next day in white short shorts with like a t-shirt of some short sort and I'm wearing platform high heels that have cherries all over them (laughs) with my tool belt like my construction workers tool belt and so I got a really good laugh out of that one and quickly learned that that was the inappropriate way to dress not to mention that that day was a 16-hour day and those shoes were absolutely wrong I was embarrassed scared it was horrible, but amazing at the same time. And so, you know, the girls were like, you know, they laughed hard with the two about, no, 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 they gave me a little something and threw me in. And literally, though, they were so slammed. It was like a one hair and one makeup team um, doing this big film or this film that was trying to be a big film, a non-union film. And um, I, they just, they, they just threw me out there. Here's a puff with some powder on it. This is how you do it. Um, and here's some tissues and we just literally need you to make sure that these people aren't shiny or sweating. And it was really hot day in LA and we were on location and I just did it. It was freaky. And I was working with some pretty big actors actually on that film. Um, and then what happened is they ended up keeping me on and it was a six week film that literally turned into a four month deal. And, um, I just learned from these girls and the hairdresser, Lori Baker. Then after that, I did go to a six week, um, class at sunset and Gower makeup Academy, which was on the Gower studio lot, which was amazing to learn kind of the basics. But other than that, I learned from literally my peers and my mentors and just literally being there, being thrown into it and doing it. And, um, This girl, Lori Baker, who um, is a a makeup and hairdresser, but more, I think, a hairdresser, started taking me on all these low-budget films with PM Entertainment, and um, these were like three- to four-week films, kind of, they're called like guerrilla filmmaking, and she really taught me the ropes. I did this probably with her for about two years, and then she got... The call to go to India for a film, so then I ended up taking over for her, which just kept leading into more and more things, basically. So okay. it, it was a crazy, crazy ride. That's so but cool. it was so meant to be, you know? It was so meant to be. Everything really fell in my lap. I was very lucky. Now, lucky, yes, but I still worked very, 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 very hard, and, um after about three years when I had finally gathered all my hours to become union, because that was my goal. I then got the opportunity to lead a film called lockdown with master P and it was on location and it was a huge film about prison. And I had to deal with like a hundred main actors and like, like hundreds of extras that had, and I had to do with sex and, you know, um, fights, and I had to really be detailed with my tattoo work within all the different nationalities within prison. And that was an amazing film that took me to a different level, and that film ended up turning union, and that's how I became union.
0: Wow, that's interesting. So, can you talk to me a little bit more about becoming union? Because I have so many people that I have. Coach or mentored, and that's their goal is to become union. And I haven't done it. And it's one of those weird things where, from my understanding, it's like you have to work union jobs to get union like credit. I sound super ignorant right now. So can you kind of like, <laughs> what's like the what's like becoming union for dummies? Like, give me the rundown.
1: Okay. So anybody, by the way, can call their locals. There's two on the East Coast. I'm not sure of the number. I think it's like 198 or eh, I'm not sure. But the one out here is called Local 706, and you can literally call the office, and they will completely give you any and every information that you need to in, in order to become union. But, you know, to become Union 101 for dummies, if you want to call it that, you um, Being union, a lot of people think that's what they want, but I got to tell you, it's not for everyone. Um, Going union does not guarantee you work, okay? It's a whole new set of people that you have to network with and deal with. Um, You have to, okay, for one, just on the quick, you don't have to work on union films to become union. You can work on any production from a commercial to a student film to whatever it is as long as you're getting paid. I don't care if it's $25 a day or hourly. You need to make sure that you that you keep your call sheet, which is basically like a production uh, um, it gives you everything that's happening in the day and who's working you know in the day. Just quick uh, one sheet notice of what's happening. So you want a call sheet, and you need your paycheck to say makeup. So even if you're doing makeup and hair, make sure if you want to be in the hair union or if you want to be in the makeup, it's the same union, but you, you're you're one or the other, that your paycheck says one or the other, because if it says both, it won't qualify. Oh. And so the quick, the quick and easy on that is that, and it can be a commercial, it could be anything. It has to be a production, though, of some sort. And, and you have to get paid on it, no matter what it is. Like I said, from 25 to hourly or whatever. And, um, you have to collect 60 days in a year for three years within a five year period. Okay. So that's one way of getting in.
0: Does that include still photography or is this like exclusive? No. To, okay. I thought so.
1: It, yeah. It has to be a production. It has to be film. It has to be television. It, it can be Netflix. It can be Amazon. It can be anything. It's got to be some sort of video, though. Still, still, work is not and is not included in that. Good. But again, do not take my words as Bible. Please call the union for further information. Oh, you're Bible but um, you're so Bible right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> once you, once you, so or the other way is is that you are attached to a celebrity. And you can prove to the union that you have done work with that celebrity, not just like one day or two days that you've actually had a continual relationship with that person. And that person ends up on a job that is either union or turns union. That's the quick, quick, quick and easy, awesome way to get in. Or the other awesome and easy way to get in is that you are on a non-union film that happens to turn union, but you, but you have to get 30 days on that in order to qualify. Then, okay, say you do go union. Then you're going to have to pay $6,000 to get in, and they give you a break by letting you pay half at first, and then you have, like, I think a year to pay the other half. Now, the cool thing about being in the union and what is what catches the eye to most people is that then that qualifies you to work on union projects, film, television, whatever that may be. Um, and it qualifies you for pension and health insurance. Now, mind you, there's a catch with the health insurance because you have to gather, I believe, 600 hours to even get your health insurance. Once you get that health insurance, you have to maintain, I think it's three or 400 hours a quarter to maintain that health insurance. And it's one of the better health insurances in the country. And um, and then anyway, so if that's the route you want to go, if your dream is to work on film and television, and I, you know, yes, I say you really should live on the east coast or the west coast because yes, there are small productions that happen across the country, but and then there's like little clusters that really, really do a lot of work, like in Louisiana. And uh, Atlanta, that's the main Atlanta, area, New Mexico. What was that then?
0: Atlanta, Georgia, isn't that another
1: one? Okay. Yeah, Atlanta. Uh huh. So Atlanta and like Louisiana are big hubs. They do a lot of work down there. New Mexico, they do a lot of work, and then there's other little pockets. Okay, but if you're if you're not in the loop in one of these pockets. It is a tough and brutal business to get into, okay? It is tough to get work even in LA and New York. Like I said, it's not guaranteed, um, even though there's tons of work, right? In a way, you have to be good, you have to know what you're doing, but at the end of the day, in this business, it's who you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's that time for a beauty blooper, brought to you by CelebrityScience.com, making you the leading brand in your category. So I'm doing
1: um, Marion Ross from Happy Days, the mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. On this little tiny film, and she wears a lace front wig, and the lace piece is like literally like a ten thousand dollar wig, and it's this little mini indie film. And I'm supposed to be helping to glue down the, I'm doing hair and makeup and I, I, I cannot do hair to save my flippin' life. So I'm going to glue down this, um, piece on her forehead and I did not, oh god, this leads into two stories that I won't take up all of time. But I did not put a cape on her and so when I went to, I was, I was gluing her forehead to this like lace piece. And I tilted my glue all over her crazy expensive silk top. Ah. And I was absolutely mortified. And thank God it wasn't wardrobe. And she literally was like, please, you are okay. Because I was like tears. your tears. So there's been, oh, girl, that I could go
0: on and on. Be a boss. Oh. Be a boss. And this is why I love you because you are just, like, real talk. Like, if you want to hear the truth, you go to Melanie Mills because Melanie is not going to BS you on anything, and I've learned that. So this is really solid advice, and if you're trying to get into TV or film, uh, trying to get into the union, like, you need to listen to what she's saying because she knows what she's talking about. And to that point, I kind of want to fast forward from working and just getting started in the union and kind of your how you kind of got into the industry, fast-forwarding to your career with Dancing with the Stars, who you actually won an Emmy with. Is that – I got that right, right?
1: I did. I did. Yeah. I did, I did, I did. It was That's awesome. Amazing.
0: Um, so talk to so me a little bit. Yeah.
1: You want to just know how I got on the show or –
0: yeah, I want to hear about your experience with Dancing with the Stars. I also know that that's kind of where it birthed your your line that you came out with, which kind of spun into a whole new career path for you. So what was it on that show? Tell me the story about how you really decided that this was a product that was needed and how you built it into being one of the top body makeup brands in the in the world.
1: Okay, so... You know, obviously I had already been working in the business for quite a while. I had built up relationships and um, been in the union, gosh, for probably a good seven years or so. But the way I ended up on dancing was during the pilot season of the first season, I was invited to come and help um, uh, the makeup artist Shoshana. And actually the way I got in was, Adam Christopher, who does Lisa Retta referred me to fill in for him to do her for the title shoots. And so I went in there to do that, and then Shoshana ended up hiring me. And then she didn't end up taking the show, and so she referred me. And I remember thinking, and this was before it was huge, okay? And I was just like, "Ah, can I do this? What is this? Oh, my God, you know? And I just went in there like a powerhouse. One thing that you want to do in an interview, you know, especially for film or television, you want to go in knowing the producers. You want to go in knowing the format, and you want to be prepared, and you want to have almost not your own portfolio but a lookbook of what you envision, what your envision of that, of what you're going to bring to the table. Nice. So I brought all these, like, different, you know, um, I, I pieced together a booklet of ballroom looks of high couture looks because I wanted to mix couture with ballroom and bring something special to to television. So, you know, this was early 2000s, and we were coming out of the 90s, and the 90s, as far as I'm concerned, was, like, really boring with makeup. We're talking spice lip pencil with, like, bland eyeshadows, and especially in TV, okay? And so, so... this was like, oh, I saw this as such a platform to bring, and I did end up getting accredited this by Glamour magazine that I brought back the glamour to television and that I revolutionized body makeup um the body for television, and so I brought in this like, vision to the producers, so you know when going in, you know make sure you read the script you know it's about and go in with like you know visuals that you're able to be like, this is the vision I would like to bring to this film, and I know. That I'm going to be an asset to you. Love that. And so you have to be like that. Beyond all that, guys, you really need to understand how to control a budget. You need to be able to say, this is how much I'm going to need to be able to produce this for you. And I'm going to need this kind of budget. And this is why? Because this is how much this costs. So I went in there because I knew they had a small budget and said, like, this is how much, you know, lashes cost, this cost, this cost. This cost. I'm going to try to, like, hit up the cosmetic companies and try to get some, you know, So, you, that's just step number one. But once I was there, you know, um, it was amazing. It was awesome. It was a dream for me. It really was a dream for me. I, it was, I literally became dancing with the stars to almost a fault, actually. (sighs) And, um, you know, I pushed my artists, I pushed the celebrities, um, into doing something different. Because the dancers, they, they, they had been doing like, Big cre you know, ballroom dancing is about being noticed on the dance floor when you're a couple amongst a hundred people. So, you know, you, they were used to that. they're over Yeah, they're over the top. Their hair is black, black, white, white, red, red, and their makeup is like real extreme and not really blended and then they're like oh really tanned and super glowing and You know, and the whole idea to that is that they are trying to be recognized because ballroom dancing originates from hundreds of couples narrowing down, narrowing down, narrowing down. So, you know, I wanted to bring what, I wanted to bring the authenticity of ballroom dancing and that look, but I wanted to make it couture and I wanted to soften it a touch. And so, you know, it was really interesting having to talk, like, say, Priscilla Presley or, um, I always blank on names and stuff, you know, but uh, uh, into doing bigger makeup than they're used to. Jane Seymour, um, uh, like Natalie Coblin. I, I'm totally blanking on names. Uh, so C- many. even Lucci, even. So many. I work with so many. So to be able to say to them, like, hey, you know, yes, you've been on TV in this way and you're known for this way. Let's take you out of that comfort zone. Let's, like, you know, and I had to ease them into it. But I'll tell you, usually by, like, show two or three, they were like, we're, more limestones. more <laughs> lashes, yes. more tan, yes. more gleam. So then that brings me to gleam. So basically on that show, I was in a position of dealing with sunless tanning. This is something I had never dealt with in my life. I was in shock and awe of it, to tell you the truth. And this is a medium that is now very popular, but at the time I had never even heard of it. And these girls are fading themselves. When I say these girls, I'm talking pro dancers. And so what happens when you over spray tan is your skin either turns green or gray or orange or whatever, and it's like streaky and really dry and cracked. And so I was like, we have to fix these bodies to look amazing on television. And I found myself spending tons of time as like a team, like fixing their bodies. And then I'm dealing with wardrobes screaming at me because whatever product I'm using is, is transferring and staining. And you know, these are one of a kind made outfits out there. And it, that was a, that, that honestly was the highest pressure. And I know to a fact to this day is still the highest pressure part of that job. Yes, it's intense trying to like. Get these celebrities to like get outside their box, but the body makeup is a nightmare on that show. It's a, it's crazy. And so I found myself mixing some stuff up. And, and next thing I know, the dancers are like, Oh my God, I love this. They call, I'm gleaming. Where's the gleam? You hear it on the walkie, get the gleam to the set, like ASAP. And the wardrobe kind of chilled. I'm not going to say stop, but chilled on complaining. And, um, Next thing I know, I had celebrities and dancers driving out to my house for like an ounce for this or that. And that's kind of how Gleam and Melanie Hollywood was born.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And so from there, you know, you go from that then to mass production and really building a brand, right? Like, was this just like, okay, I've got something here. I need to do this big. How did you take that and then turn this into you know, the major brand that it is now, because now it's, it's expanded. You've got several products, several shades. It's expanding even more. I mean, that's like a whole other animal that you had to tackle. So was this just out of the, the reaction people had to it, or did you kind of almost develop like a second passion that you found for product development?
1: There was always, like, something in me that was like, God, how amazing would it be to either be a creative director of a brand or, like, involved somehow with, like, a b- existing amazing brand already. Or, you know, it, I had always had a dream of being an author, which that, too, I did accomplish with my book, Glitter and Glam. I forgot to mention um, that. What but,
0: haven't you done, Melanie? What haven't you done? <laughs> <laughs> but, you
1: know, I just... Um, like I said, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I mixed this mix up. People started coming. The want was there. My great-grandmother did pass and did leave me with an inheritance. And and between my mom, my grandma, and I, we decided to go for it and, and do it. And I will be honest that um, I did have the pleasure of being a brand ambassador for Saint-Tropez, I actually did help them develop some of their darker shades and some of their shimmering powders and cosmetics. So I did wow. get a taste of being a part of, like, a major brand yeah. and um, thought, man, this is cool. So I, I learned a lot there. Um, but, you know, we just kind of said, oh, my God, let's do this. And I, I, I literally remember telling my mom and my grandma, oh, my gosh, so this is how much it's going to cost us. And and this is how much a tube is. And okay, so this is how much it is. And then if we sell it for this, and if we sell like, you know, three thousand tubes, we're gonna make this. Of course I didn't take into any account like marketing, advertisement, PR, um and all the extras please. that come <laughs> along with it, the website, like all the everything. And so one thing I had said even in our in our beautiful um, Beauty Boss Network event we had the other night was I did not go into this having a business plan. And that's mistake number one. Mm. And everybody should have a business plan, even if you're just a good old makeup artist. Because let's face it, everybody can get caught up going into that makeup show and spending too much based on the hype. You need to budget yourself throughout the year, and you need to really set a goal for yourself that you can, like, survive and live on so beyond that like you know we j- kind of jumped in and um, you know I made a ton of expensive bu- business mistakes I really did and I'm thankful and blessed to still be standing but um, really honestly I created like these four shades on the set one of the shades I created along with Brandy Norwood specifically for her that's my deep cold and um, and I did in the beginning spend way too much on PR. And, you know, honestly, uh, it, uh, it took me a while. And then in 2016, I changed the name of the brand from Glean by Melanie Mills to Melanie Mills Hollywood. And, um.
0: Which I love. And. I love the packaging.
1: Thank you. Change the packaging. Again, all of that. More money, more money, more money. So. It's been a wild, wild ride, but here we are, and it's finally to a place where I actually, you know, hit the million mark in in what we've sold. I'm not going to say that's what we've made. um, (laughs) Well, of course.
0: That's still a huge milestone to hit. And I think, too, I just really want to, like, point out for our listeners that it's never too late to reinvent yourself, right? Like you can always reinvent, you can always redefine, you can always rebrand, don't get stuck in complacency. Like that's one thing that I really commend you for and really admire is how you've really innovated to stay relevant in the industry and evolve to come up with new products and say, Oh, you know what, this is the brand and you know what? No, this should be the packaging and and it's been very well-received, and it hasn't impacted your, your sales. It, it, well, it has, obviously. It's, it's impacted them for the better, right? But it's not impacted your brand recognition. And I think so many of us get scared to make changes or are just scared of change in general or just going for it. And that's kind of one of the morals of this whole interview from every single thing that you've gone through in your career, from that very first opportunity to assist on a set where you didn't even know what a kit should consist of to, you know, working on that film that then turned Union to then being, you know, so overwhelmed with just, like, how much pressure you were in with Dancing with the Stars, but just continuing to roll with the punches and allow life to happen and go for it and look at where you are at the $1 million mark where so many of us only ever dream of being. So I think that that's...
1: I mean, with that said, you know, um, I still work on the set, and yes, I will say that I love what I do, Do I want to do basically four beyond full-time jobs at the same time? No. I mean, you know, but, you know, yes, I'm in deep with the the company. It's my passion. It's my drive. I love working on the set, but do I want to be carrying a kid around and dragging a kid around for, you know, until I'm 60, 65, like a lot of my friends? and. As you get older, it gets harder because, let's face it, in this industry, beauty and looking good and being young. And, you know, these hours are ridiculous. That's another thing to think about with the union and getting into film and television. Um, typically, an average day is 12 hours, and then I can tell you I work on an average between 40 to 70 hours a week, okay? My typical day is 12 to 16 hours a day, and then I'm still running the company. so. Ideally, one day, oh, soon, I hope, is that the company will become my main salary, and I can start to ease off the set a little bit, you know. But um, right now, even though I say yes, I sold a million dollars, you know, I'm going to tell you it costs just about that to maintain that too. So I'm not necessarily making money yet, um, but you know, it's it's close, and I, we're there, and you you just have to really understand yourself and what you can put yourself and your family through, because my family goes through this with me. I travel constantly. My daughter, you know, you know, people go, how do you do this with your daughter? As a matter of fact, I remember some producers on dancing with the Stars before they had their kids way, way, way back. They're like, and this is before I even had a company. They're like, God, how do you do what you do with like the job and, and these hours and then have a child and it's like you know what you just do you just do this is just the way it is i mean and uh, you know and you can kind of compare makeup artists to nurses or doctors they work this amount of hours as well you know you know so you know you you put your husbands your boyfriends your kids your family you know it's important to have a great support group through all of this but you really have to understand what you're getting yourself into and one thing You know, that I said on a panel at the makeup show over the weekend when we were talking about, like, oh, pros should have every single shade in their kit. There is nothing wrong if you are in a community and you either only do uh, darker people, lighter people, Latin people, Jewish, you know, culture, whatever it is. If that's the community and culture that you've gotten yourself into and you're making a living and and making money, look – I have everything in the world in my makeup room, okay? But I'm not going to drag that all to every single job. No, I'm going to find out what that job is about. I'm going to drag what I need to. Now, in my industry, I do have to be prepared for, like, whatever skin tone may come across. But there is nothing wrong with also just being, you know, the community makeup artist. I have good, good friends that are perfectly happy and want nothing to do with the union don't want to get into having to pay dues because when I say you have to pay six thousand dollars, that's initial, and you have to pay two to three hundred every quarter. So you know you, you really have to understand your dream, your want, your desire, and what all of that entails, and don't don't feel unaccomplished by being the me- best makeup artist in your town
0: that everybody's hiring for. I love. You know, that. yeah. I mean, I kind of like to call it just being rich in your niche. Like knowing what your niche is and just be super, super rich in that and stop trying to accommodate everybody else. Like zone in on what your area of genius is and like unapologetically go at that whole force because that is gold right there. So I love that advice. I think that's really cool. So tell me as we kind of wrap up this interview, like what would be your number one inspirational advice you would give to somebody that was trying to trace your footsteps?
1: Don't give up. Put yourself together. Okay. Be, be together. Okay. Get out there and network to high freaking hell. Like literally go wherever you can. Whether it's Mac putting together a class or an event in your local neighborhood, the, 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 the local Nordstrom or Dillard's or whatever store it may be that might have. Laura Mercier, Bobby Bray, whoever it may be that's, like, throwing an event, I'm going to tell you, like, networking, networking, networking. Meet, 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 shake hands. Um, I, I am going to say that it is important to assist. Uh, you know, you, you will need to start off by working free a little bit. There are some artists that get paid right off the bat assisting, and that's awesome. I myself worked for free forever, and then when I talk about like working on those shows with my friend for you know we used to do seventy hour weeks, I was making a hundred and fifty dollars for fourteen hours, okay, wow. and then I would get a little overtime, wow. so you know, and I did that for years now, also don't undersell yourself, okay like a recent artist reached out to me on uh, Instagram, who I love her work, I'm constantly liking it, and she asked me what she should charge, and I was shocked by how much she's charging. You know, people need to understand that we are spending a fortune on a kit, okay? Like, do you you know, yes, of course we can get by with some, like, drugstore stuff, but in reality we're all going to need a little pro stuff, and that stuff is expensive don't i know you have to keep yourself in a range for your community but at the same rate don't completely understand undersell yourself and stand by what you choose to sell yourself out even though that. you may get turned down here and there
0: i love that that's awesome thank you for being our guest on this week's beauty boss podcast you are the living definition of the beauty boss and I admire you so much. I know all of our listeners do too. Thank you, Melanie, for your time tonight. Thank you, thank you.
1: Brianna. You're amazing, and I'm really excited about what you have going. I, I truly think everybody out there that is interested in joining your group should really consider it. You're an amazing, inspirational person yourself, and I love what you put together and do. You're professional, and um, I just, you know, congrats and kudos to you as well.
0: Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate you. Um, You're amazing. Go. I know you like to enjoy those evenings. That's your meditation time. So enjoy your night. (laughs) I'm cheersing wine glasses with you from Dallas, Texas. (laughs) And literally... Cheers and um, cheers, just, Mama. Until we meet again, thank you so much for pouring into us all of your knowledge and inspiration. I appreciate you, and we'll talk soon. Okay, baby. Bye, beauty
1: boxers.
0: <laughs>
1: and um, I'll talk to you soon. Uh,
0: all right. Thank you. Bye.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: Omg, you use a box. Oh, yeah boss network come on slay boss this episode is brought to you by must have more than makeup my must have must have of the week is my mood therapy mask boost your mood with a must have face mask check it out on their instagram account at Mustave underscore usa that's at m-u-s-t-a-e-v underscore usa
1: this is the ewn podcast network